This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. This year, at age 29, he's one short step away from the NHL. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. Other than Quack Question of the Year, this is our last pod for 2018. So we made it another year, and I have some... uh, some highlights for you as I read these down. We discovered the Mighty Ducks novelizations. We learned the Mighty Ducks TV series was in the works. We were on NPR. Yes. We got an official minor leaguer of the Mighty Ducks podcast. Uh, we created McKill, the horror movie. Mm. People seem to like that. We did 33 episodes thus far. That's a total of 19 hours, 30 minutes, and 41 seconds, not oh. including this show. Almost an entire day. Yeah, so we'll be over 20 hours with this show. Uh, we had eight different guests from Zach Gruwinkle, our Quackalite 2 successful showrunner, Adam F. Goldberg. We did five Mighty Ducks minutes, and we had 37 Quack questions, soon to be 38. So thank you. For listening this year, we'll see you in 2019 and beyond. Um, no, I'm still out $285 also, so still there's that. Out, That's a pretty big oh, storyline. Your kin token? Yeah. yeah. Is that is that the update? Uh, Do we have an official? If it, Just a reminder, Kevin bought $300 worth of the cryptocurrency kin token back last December, and he... Um, has watched a decrease since then. We've been keeping up with it. Kevin, what is the status right now? It's down to thirteen sixty right now. Thirteen sixty. Yes. Wow, that is a new low. So, um, it's a bad day on the stock market too. Uh, yeah, Kevin's portfolio had a had a rough day. Kevin, wow, just things going wrong around the holidays for quite Kevin. The, took quite the tumble today. Wow. Well, that's okay. Yeah. You already bought all your Christmas presents, so... I did. I did. Yeah. I'm, uh, I still have some stuff I need to do, but I am uh, done with my Christmas shopping, so that's nice. It's a good wow. feeling. Yeah. Congratulations there. Uh, one last thing here. We got an email from Amir, and he says his girlfriend is a huge Mighty Ducks fan, and he's debating what to get her for Christmas and think it would be great if we could give her a shout-out on the podcast. So, I want to give a duck call to Danielle Sotosanti. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. Um, from her boyfriend, Amir. He says he loves her and he can't wait to spend their first Christmas together. Oh, wow. I was I was going to say I was going to suggest like an engagement ring, but that's way, way too early. 
Yeah, unless you know. If you How know, long have they been together? This is their first Christmas together. I don't have a... a, a Do you think maybe they met on New Year's, though? Maybe. Maybe you just go awesome. a one I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> oh, I thought Kevin knows. Um, I, I think some nice gear from the from the Quag Tech shop would be uh, obviously the best Christmas present you could possibly give someone. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So like a mirror, like good work, like getting this as her Christmas present, but it didn't cost you anything. Yeah. That's so true. pony up some cash for Put your her money as well. where your mouth is. Yeah. Or your where your beak is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but duck call to Danielle. Tommy looked like he was going to say something. Well, I got an, a couple ideas for t-shirts that I'm going to run by Kevin. Should I run by offline? Um, yeah, yeah, we'll do that okay. offline. Yeah. All well, right. More to come from the shop, potentially. Yeah. So get ready. <laughs> potentially. Tommy just volunteered me there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of work to do, Kevin. <laughs> so let's move on now. Also, Tommy and I have our holiday spirits uh, right now, so uh, it should be an extra special show. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, is is that your second old-fashioned? Is Yes, this is my second old-fashioned. Tommy, Tommy, when he came into the studio, asked for a beer and then grabbed two, so uh, so we're in good shape. Yeah, no, I didn't want my beer to get lonely. <laughs> this is a Mike, throwback. Mike is sober as a bird. Yeah, this is a throwback to like our first episodes when we record at 3 a.m. and Kevin would show up wasted before. <laughs> well, Kevin would show up with a like a, a bag of beer, a bag of beer, like <laughs> yeah, a little plastic, like a plastic bag, bag. A, gro- a grocery bag of beer. <laughs> and it's like in our in our uh, days when we were still kind of not really making any money, and so it would be like. Three cores light, two Bud Light, like <laughs> the Miller High Life that Tommy would leave at my house, yeah. stuff like that. There's still some in his. There's fridge. still some in my mini fridge because Tommy is the only person on the planet that drinks Miller High Life. So, <laughs> well, now we've graduated to old fashioned and shiners, so yeah. we're moving up in the world. Moving up in the world. All right, let's go. Duck call the shiner if they want to sponsor the sponsor. The yeah, farm. shiner, you're like all about being brewed in Texas. We live in Texas. There's a connection there. So, yeah, duck call to you guys. If you, yeah. Michael, reach out. Yeah. Our people will get in contact with your people. And by our people, I mean me. But let's move to the topic at hand. Tommy, what is the topic today? Well, the topic is, and this is uh, from our own Michael, he wants to explore uh, what were the realistic chances that Gordon Bombay at age 29 makes it to the NHL. Yeah, so this actually comes from at Danny Hockey 12. He asked this as a quack question. He says, if Bombay hadn't got hurt with the waves, would he have actually made the NHL? Very rare for a rookie to be that age, and I think it's unlikely a team would use a roster spot on him instead of a younger prospect. Not impossible, but definitely rare for a 29 or 30-year-old to make the NHL. So I'm going to take on this question and expand a little bit. But first of all, and this will all come back together eventually, what time period, like time of the year, do we think Bombay gets hurt in? Because we know the Junior Goodwill games are spring 1994. And he's still on like, no, he's using a cane, right? Yeah, he's still walking around. Yeah, so. Do we assume that he had surgery? Or didn't, or opted not to have surgery because, like, he would be on crutches, yeah, or in a pretty serious brace if he had, right? Yeah, I, I mean, would, assuming it was an ACL or something like that. 
Well, that goes back to this time period. Like, is this right after the injury? And he's just like, if he just needs to sort of walk it off for a while, I feel like he doesn't need to like return home and, and like find a new profession. I feel like that's a recoverable injury for the season. So he's got to be at least out for the season. The question is, is the season like almost over? Or is it at the beginning of the season? Are we talking late 1993? Are we talking spring 1993? And this is a whole year later that they go to the Junior Goodwill Games? I think we need to nail down the time, how much time has passed, really. I don't know. I, I kind of maybe there's more time that has gone past between him getting off the bus and the injury, and it's kind of like maybe a couple of months or something like that, and his team just like lets him go. It's like we're not investing in like mm. surgery for a guy who's not going to have an impact on our team. Like dick it, move waves. Well, it's like <laughs> it's already going to be like okay. Let's say he makes it to the minors and he's thirty. Let's say he's got like a yeah. an ACL, a pretty bad knee injury, ACL, MCL, whatever, like that. Okay, we're well, gonna add another year on top of that for him to rehab, and then like another year for him to like get back to the level that he was playing at. So, are we assuming that Bombay opted not to have surgery? I I think I I don't think that because that's I, I mean like so Tommy and I both went to Texas Tech, and last year our head coach, our head basketball coach, all year long had a torn ACL, and he opted just not have surgery. Granted, he's not playing yeah. basketball, but like I feel like. This is seems like a scenario where Bombay was just like, screw it. All right, my career's over. I'm, just, oh, I'm not going to have surgery. Okay. So he's just limping around then. Or maybe it's an MCL, which you can isn't quite as serious. Yeah. You can kind so, of get by. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like it seemed like a pretty fatalist kind of injury. Like, at least. For sure. I mean, it maybe in theory wasn't, but for him, it was like, okay, that was my shot, and now it's yeah, gone. Yeah, and you go so. straight to a cane. It's kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, where were the crutches? Like, yeah. So between... did we did we miss something then? Did we did the documentary that's, not show? The that's surgery? why I'm saying he opted to not have surgery because then the cane would make sense because okay. it would just be like, okay, I'm just gonna walk with a cane. I'm just gonna for rehab a while. it. Yeah, and try to walk normally eventually. Yeah, and yeah. he obviously does walk normally. Yeah, so. he recovers pretty quickly. Actually, that's maybe some roids were in there, but who knows? Oh, it's all, like so he has the cane and then like he gets rid of it like the next day. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Or maybe there's like a time that elapses between him coming back and the Goodwill Games, like that we don't really see. Yeah, that that is my thought because like it takes some time for them to a like practice. And then he's before that he's got to round up the ducks. He's got to make the decision and all that kind of stuff. So, so if we're thinking, well, he's skating at a pretty high level. Whenever, like, so when he's playing true. like three bar with uh with Wolf, like he's obviously outskating a former NHL. So skater. when he when he shows up, and I just don't recall this, but when he shows back up, is it like still snowy outside? It's rainy. So that was gonna be my uh, okay. other point. So like I don't know. This probably isn't like a January. Okay. Minnesota. I guess I always kind of assumed it was in the winter, but maybe it was like the end of summer and or early spring. I don't really know. What well, well, if it's really. early spring and then he turns right around to Junior Goodwill, so maybe it's like February, March. Yeah. Well, so that's we, like we've a, always had the assumption that like, and I mean they play this up in the movie, but like where they just like show up and are ready to go. Like there was no almost no planning that went into this entire assembling of this team. Maybe it does make more sense where he came back in like late 
winter, early spring or mid spring, whatever you want to say. And then it was the next year. And then it was the next. So they had a year of training. Yeah. Or planning with the, with the Goodwill Games Committee or whatever, however that works. Yeah. I think the fact they don't have a coach yet. Like if you're in, let's say we're in March and the junior Goodwill Games are July. Well, I think they're earlier, right? The junior Goodwill, I believe, I'd have to look back at the USA Today page, but I believe the USA Today, Today page is March, maybe 1st, 1994. March. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be a fall that he gets injured. But he, but could that be, would that even have given him enough time to have, like, garnered that reputation? So, to, and then, like, because the season wouldn't have even really started. Yeah. So maybe, like maybe he get, gets hurt early in the season. He tries to, he gets, like, a quick surgery, tries to come back, and it just isn't working. And so he has, like, one last kind of, like, surgery. And it's like, hey, it's the end of the season. It's like november and that's him getting off the bus where he just had like a last surgery kind of like it didn't work and he's still using the but cane. they in the clip they mentioned like how he's like kind of you know this you know he's kind of taking the league by storm right like yeah that could have been like the first few weeks because you think about storylines there's always like someone who blows up in like every league it's like oh my god he's got like six home runs the first 10 games but like the season starts what november october uh, NHL late, NHL late. season starts beginning of October. Beginning of okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you're that. assuming minor leagues, they usually start later and earlier. So you're maybe mid October to. Because I'm just assuming it gets pretty wintry, pretty early, wherever he or in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean it know. could be it could be cold and not necessarily snowy in. I mean, basing this off Michigan weather, it can be cold and sort of rainy in December, um, depending on the year. So this sort of brings me back to the point. I feel like if it's wait, hang on. Sorry to cut you off, but like a little bit back. Don't they in the clip say like he's worked his way like through the minors, like that, like he didn't start with the waves, right? Like it seems like they're like he's one step away from from well, the NHL, not like. Like he didn't just start in Triple A or well, how, think, whatever think that equivalent is. Official minor leaguer of the pod. He went mm-hmm. right from college to essentially the equivalent double of Double A, a. Yeah. right? And so if he's, and I guess he he has the, the kind of contract where essentially if a team wants him, can pluck him, right? Correct. And so think about like baseball. If you're in Double A, you can still be on like the forty man roster. And so true. And also, I don't know how normal that is. In, well, well, like in baseball, hockey. think about how they always have these guys that keep on making all these moving up and down because they like need a body for like a week or something like that. So in NHL, could you in theory be like bringing guys up back and forth? Yeah, if there. So there's one way contracts and two way contracts. If you're on a two way contract, you don't have to clear waivers to go back and forth. But you're tip- are you typically going from AAA to? Yeah, to yeah. I mean, typically. I would say like ninety five percent of the time, maybe even. Are we more sure than that, that he's not like AAA one step away? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it, I if I recall from the clip, whenever they're showing his highlight or whatever, they're like, "Oh, he's like you know worked his way up, and he's one step away from the NHL." Well, so it seems he, like he started in single A and quickly moved up. So there had to be some level or some period of time that allowed you know allowed him to do that. Well, I, I which think is maybe why I, I there is some like kind the of like November timeline mm-hmm. works. I mean, if there's some kind of like tryout that he goes to or whatever, because yeah. maybe he has like a two week contract, and it's like, okay, 
Like he's he's good enough to like, like this guy. He's like a Jim Morris situation. Yeah, even though of course Jim Morris and Kevin's ref- referencing the movie The Rookie, which is based on Major League pitcher who. It's Jim Morris, right? Is yeah. that right? Okay. Jimmy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but anywho, he's like forty-one years old and made it to the bigs. Um, but anywho, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, but I guess if there's some kind of like tryout, maybe they place him high enough because it's like this guy is like fucking legit, and. I mean, if he's good, he's good, and, and maybe the system he's in has been devastated by injury or whatever. He gets called up and he stays there. Yeah, I guess that that is the assumption too. That like the waves or what team, what system would that be? I mean, is it that is system? the question. That's not a real system. Okay, so okay. like, we don't know if they have an affiliation. So we could assume it's a really bad team, as as in that Jim Morris analogy. Like that was a probably a really bad Rays system because that those teams were just yes. garbage forever yeah and it was a new franchise yeah although like if you remember from the movie they had like wade boggs and fred mcgriff and stuff but you know, they were all like they were all at the 37 yeah, years career. old oh, i think boggs was like good his entire career yeah you know he wasn't like hitting three fred mcgriff was already filming those baseball academy <laughs> <Tom Amansky>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it works it really works <laughs> you gotta yeah. put those in the show notes yeah, yeah, I'll put it. I, th- I feel like we've actually put them in the show notes before, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, so it sort of goes back to I sort of took it the way Tommy took it from the announcer that Bombay started with the waves, like he made the team through a tryout or something, and then he just lit that league on fire, and now he was getting looks from NHL scouts or something. Um, that question of who the Minnehaha Waves are affiliated with is a big one for me. Because if he's in some like renegade minor league that is not like the AHL or the ECHL, like non-affiliated, yeah, yeah, the equivalent of like independent baseball. Like yeah. I don't know if he really truly has a chance to be one small step away from the NHL, unless there are some great scouts from an NHL team who are feeding this announcer some information. So that is sort of the biggest question. Well, it could be, and also it could be something like if it is a really shitty team that they're a part of, it's like, we need ticket sales. Let's get this, this gold yes. boy up here. So, but bomb, but you, I guess the, the, the thing about that would be, do you think Bombay would do that over a legitimate shot with a, an affiliated team? Like, as opposed to going to like single A hockey, he would go to this independent league because they like paid him more. No, I was on the assumption that it was like an affiliated team. Oh, okay. So, Bombay, are we saying he, this was early in the hockey season? Then this is October, November when he is lighting the league on fire and gets injured. I don't like that timeline because I just don't feel like there was enough time. Well, if it does happen, October, November, let's say he gets hurt, and then it could make sense, I guess, if he like. After Christmas is when he finally comes back to like uh, Minnesota, because I always thought the Goodwill Games were playing like August, because no. they they wanted to make it seem like the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess what it actually maybe what it was is that was the end of the season, and so it was like June, like, like last game of the season. And he's like, like maybe they're the saying like it's, it's one step away, as in like he's gonna get a shot at the NHL next year. And he gets hurt then. He spends the entire, like, summer, like, rehabbing, and it doesn't work out. So he goes through with the, you know, a couple surgeries or something. He gets cut. And then maybe, like, or maybe what happens is 
the new season rolls around October, November, and he just can't play anymore. He's done. And so that's when he goes back to Minnesota. And then in March, you've got the junior Goodwill games. Mm. And so I, I do think, I, I think, I think we're correct in getting tripped up on the cane part of this because it doesn't make any sense that he's walking with a cane, then he's fine. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then playing hockey, skating around fine. So maybe, Unless he, like, maybe just we just came need from, to like, like, forget a... about the cane. Uh, yeah. Not, you know? So, yeah. Well, maybe I, I it was think, a mental thing. I think the most logical timeline is, is it's like two, essentially two hockey seasons. He gets hurt at the end of the f- first season. Mm-hmm. He tries to come back and just can't do it at the beginning of the second season. And he's cut. And that's when he comes back to Minnesota. Okay. And that get and that's still like November, so that gives him enough time to you know become the coach. And I, well, I think even in that scenario, like maybe he gets hurt at the beginning of the next season, like re-injured. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he tries to come back and it and doesn't work gets out. Hit and yeah, like then it's over. Yeah. Okay. And then the cane would make sense. And yeah, yeah, maybe so. And then maybe then he chooses not to have. The yeah. Surgery. So maybe. The first time it was an injury where he didn't really like you could have surgery, but hey, your like time an MCL. like yeah, you're like your clock is running out. You have injury. If you have surgery, you're, there's no way you're making it back. He, he pulled a booby miles. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. And so and then he so he tries to come back and he can't do it. And so then he's just like, well, fuck it. And then he just like gets the um and maybe he has like surgery over um like holidays. Like a lot of people have surgeries um, yeah. over Christmas because that's when they PTO. And so maybe that's what he does. And then he's back to fighting shape essentially not at the nhl level but he can fight yeah. or not yeah. fight. he can at skate least like against... rec league level <laughs> wolf yeah yeah okay I and like... also that explains some of the the uh the aging that the ducks do that it's not like immediately yeah after. yeah okay so it's like charlie's balls have dropped and his octave has you know <laughs> dropped a whole level They're not all the way down yet though <laughs> <laughs> so the original injury comes in 92 at the end of the 92 93 season and then re-injured for 93-94 yes okay see that makes sense because my thought would be if Bombay is to have a shot he would have to have a shot on a team that was like out of the playoffs might be trying to drum up some publicity at the end of the season and they're like let's get this guy hey he was a peewee coach and now he's in the minors like let's give this it's guy a, story, a shot that kind of, yeah. yeah so so that would make more sense but if you actually look at the, I don't think the age is that much of an issue. I think it would be more now, but in the ninety three ninety four season, there were four players, twenty nine or older, who made their NHL debuts. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, Ilja, look at this. Look at this research. <laughs> yeah, Ilja Biakin was thirty years old and two hundred seventy seven days. Went to Edmonton, played fifty seven games that season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Emmons, twenty nine. Year is 293 days, played three games for San Jose. Oleg Mikulchik played... That is a hell of a name. <laughs> he was uh, 29 years, 168 days, played 37 games for Winnipeg. And Wayne Cowley was 29 years, seven days, played one game for Edmonton. Those teams, by the way, Jets were second worst team in the league. The Oilers were the fourth worst. Uh, San Jose actually made the playoffs and went to the second round. So Gary Emmons, who played three games for San Jose was the only player to play on a playoff team. But the other factor in this, which makes sense with our timeline, is Bombay is trying to come back for that 93-94 season, the first season of the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, 93-94. Ooh. So I don't know if they were like... Were like Maybe that's the affiliation there. Yeah, we can bring them into the system or, or something like that because... 
he's obviously become this big story. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, do what is our overall thoughts on the chance? Like, did he have a realistic chance before he got injured? I mean, they they certainly made it sound like that. Um, I feel like that's something that wouldn't generally be just like lobbed out there as a publicity. Like the radio guys aren't going to lob that out during a game just for publicity's sake. I wouldn't think. I mean, minor league hockey announcers are not like the greatest. (laughs) So yeah, I feel like there was some hyperbole there, but I think it, it depends on how much he was really lighting the world on fire. If he was, if he was averaging like a point and a half per game or something, where it was, or, even more than that, like where it was just obvious he was better. Maybe, maybe there was a team out there that had a good scout that was scouting the mini haha waves that would give him a shot. But, uh, yeah, like the age is not the greatest, but I don't think it would have been a huge impediment. He wasn't like 35; he was 29, so you could still get a good six years out of him. But uh, yeah, Tommy, any thoughts on whether Bombay really had a realistic chance to make the NHL? Um, I think he probably did. Maybe not in the sense of he's going to make it there and stay there. Like it would take somebody getting injured or something. And yeah, he goes like there for a couple weeks yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, And then who knows what happens like at the beginning of the next season. And I mean, guys can play in the NHL. You know, I'm not saying it's, it's you know, incredibly different from other sports, but, you know, except for, you know, football where guys really can't play too long. I feel like there's enough examples of people who are at the top of the game and, you know, for everything we've been heard, we've heard about Bombay is he is like, you know, the greatest player, essentially, you know, this kind of like lost player in the generation. So if he's good enough to, you know, play into his mid thirties, then, then yeah, maybe he could play a few years. Is So question, this is more for Mike mm-hmm. uh, than anything. Do you, do you know of any, or can you recall any, similar type of stories like I mean obviously not ones that went on to coach Wee hockey but guys that you know were coming up as with the potential to be you know an all-time great or whatever and then just never really made any noise whatsoever yeah I can't think of anybody who like was I'm sure they're out there but who was like the number one overall pick or something and then never made it to the NHL. Like there's been well, guys not who- even so much that. I'm I'm like and maybe this is just a matter of coverage and timing and whatever, but like there are quite a few examples in the basketball world where a guy was coming up, like Lenny Cook mm-hmm. was rated ahead of LeBron James in his class and then was never heard from again. Like he Entered the draft, went undrafted, and then vanished. And then Showtime did a documentary on him two years ago. Like, yeah, was there any sort of level of that kind of thing that happened? I mean, I'm sure there is. Like, I cannot recall any off the top of my head. There, I can definitely think of some like busts who were like supposed to be otherworldly and were just like yeah. okay. I mean, every sport has that. Yeah, in the NHL, but I can't think of like. Oh, this kid was supposed to be a prodigy, and he just never panned out. Like, I don't know. I guess they they tag him pretty well. Like, the the prodigies I can think of that like I remember either like reading about or hearing about. Like, they were the godsends were Mario Lemieux, Eric Lindros, um, 
Sidney Crosby, obviously, and Connor McDavid. So all those four are were like big stars in the NHL or are big stars in the NHL. Um, yeah, I can't think of anybody who was like other than being like in a in a super sort of small hockey circle where you're like, oh, that kid is good, but he wasn't necessarily like this prodigy that was like getting national attention. Gotcha. So I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure we. If have anybody some... has any examples? Yeah. Please send them our way because I I could. Like there are quite a few in the basketball world, and I think that's just a product of publicity, and they yeah. they get at like a super young age. Like everybody's always trying to find the next Jordan, yeah. And it became this like I don't know if epidemic is the right word for it, but like Sports Illustrated put like a twelve year old on the cover, mm-hmm. and he ended up being nothing. I don't even remember his name. Like, yeah, yeah. But then there was like LeBron, who was as a fifteen year old on the cover of Slam magazine, and he became LeBron James. Like. So, but there were a lot of ones that also were kind of in that same level. At least people tried to make them into that same level and they were never even close. Yeah. There was like a good 30 for 30 about like this little league team that like was the first to like, you know, win, like be the U.S. team that like won or something or like beat the, you know, the the foreign team that won or whatever in a while. And they were like all over the place on talk shows, things like that, and how it like played them up to be way too much. And so, I mean, I guess it. And that was like 80s, maybe late 70s. I don't know. So I guess that happens all the time. I, I feel like maybe one of the thing, maybe one of the reasons us, like we specifically haven't heard of this is I think this era kind of coincided with not the downfall of hockey, but the um, recession of hockey into kind of the background of yeah. the sports world. Um, I, I, I don't think it's arguable that the NFL and the NBA are miles ahead of the nhl in terms of popularity uh and you might even be able to put baseball still ahead of them uh in in america at least um so maybe that's kind of one of the reasons we don't really have a good example of that like sports illustrator wasn't going to put a 14 year old hockey player on the cover yeah 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 i mean the closest would probably like i remember Maybe they did with Crosby, like he, but he was yeah. know, tagged and, he, yeah. and he's I mean, lived up to that. Yeah, I, people were writing about Connor McDavid when he was like 16 years old, and I'm sure they were writing about Wayne Gretzky too. The only person I could think of in the time you we were speaking was like the 1980 Miracle Team, like Mike Ruzioni. Like he didn't, he was a captain of that team, like scored a big goal, but, but he wasn't expected to be. Yeah, he a wasn't great like the prodigy, but yeah. he did also did not do anything after yeah. really that Olympics. Like he didn't. I don't think. He but made that team the was NHL. full of players that. Didn't yeah, exactly. Really, they ever were expected to do that, that anyway. So, so yeah, so I guess we go back to the question at hand here, and we say Bombay had a he had a. A realistic shot, but maybe he wasn't as close to being one step away from the NHL as was presented by the announcer. Yeah, and they kind of made it seem like he was like next in line to be a star in the NHL. Yeah, like that, and I don't think that was probably. Yeah, true. I think he was he was going to maybe get a shot to play his way into a two way NHL contract instead of being in the minors the next season or something like that. So still admirable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still, I would, I would have called that a successful comeback if he made it onto an NHL team or was on a NHL, like even training camp. Uh, all right. Quick question. W- w- which would you say would be the more compelling or successful story? Okay. Jimmy Morris or Gordon Bombay. Had he 
actually made it? I would say I'm I'm forgetting some details, but I would say Jimmy Moore. Just for the age and he was he a prodigy like when he was young? I think he was if I remember right, he was younger and he kind of blew his arm out and then he got married and had kids and just uh, kind of like never okay. even bothered. And then he coached the high school team and I don't know if this was all like Hollywood played up, but he made a deal with the team that if they won the state championship game, he would go try out for a major league team. Uh, I don't know how true that is. I've I have yeah. not done, but that's how the Hollywood movie port was played up. Yeah, I mean, I would still say like Gordon Bombay's twenty nine. Yeah. Like I would, yeah, I think that's the biggest factor in there. Just like he still had some good years left. So you're saying I could go play in the NHL right now? I'm saying you should give it a shot. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So. Good discussion, though. We might have to revisit the Jimmy Morris Gordon Bombay debate. Maybe add a few more. Like, names yeah, in I there. think there could be a couple other examples we could probably find. Maybe not. Like, I think Jimmy Morris Kurt and Warner. him. But oh. the thing with Jimmy Morris and Bombay is they both have, like, they led a team, a younger oh, team, to two eight. Uh, you know, they have that oh, time. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many other. Both coaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Um, we'll... But yeah, I think that's a good discussion to have because I, I feel like they're on the same kind of plane. Yeah, you know? yeah, I like it. A good comparison there. All right, let's move on to the quiet question. Last quiet question of 2018. If you're unfamiliar, where have you been? But you ask us questions, Facebook, Twitter, uh, email. We try to pick the best ones and answer them. I will say Stevie Yang said there was a Twitter bias for the quack questions and he was he what, said wait what is the what's the controversy uh stevie yanks who's been prolific asking questions yes, on facebook he said it. just like college football has an sec bias the quack question has a, a twitter bias and i, I will agree yes. the only reason i i guess this is true like i check our twitter more more for convenience factors than anything yeah. it's very difficult to like to pull St- up posts, yeah, and, on, and Facebook. on Facebook, yeah. it's crazy. But um, yeah, so I I agree. I think that's, yeah, fair. that's I th- fair. I think I'll, I'll say this. I think you, the best avenue for you to have the quack question of the year is through Twitter. I yes. think that's fair. But I do think we need to do a better job on surfacing the Facebook questions. And, and hypothetically, let's say you're uh, you've got too many characters or something. Just type it out in like notes on your phone. Take a screenshot yeah. and attach it as yeah. a photo. If you're worried that you or don't send have a enough thread. characters, like I, th- I think it's yeah, thread threads be, are fine. Yeah. Yeah, I can hit the show more tweets button. That's fine. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the final question of 2018, Kevin. Uh, that being said, this comes from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so another prolific uh, uh, question asker this year. Um, we need to come up with a better term for that. But um, quack questioner, quack question night. Quack questioner. Quack question night. We'll workshop it. Okay. If you have ideas, send it to us. <laughs> um. Uh, this one comes from uh, Nicholas Makarazzi's. I, I I feel like I pronounce that differently every time. Uh, who, he's at Pray for Milan on Twitter. Um, this question is: Diehard aficionados strongly believe that the film is a Christmas movie, and Stephen D'Souza, one of the writers, confirmed this. Shouldn't Quackalites fight for Mighty Ducks to be considered a Christmas film as well? Mm. Obviously, very topical. This is a yeah. great. This I feel like he snuck this in there, like. Timing wise, yeah. this is a, a great, you know, playing yeah. on 
the time of year, which is, you know, good strategy. Yeah, I will say the last two quiet questions have really, uh, they they might be quiet question of the year worthy. We'll, we'll add them to the queue there. Um, so this really comes down to the Winter Ice Festival where Casey Conway and Gordon Bombay go on a date. There's Ice Festival. This, they look at the Ice Castle or whatever, and then they kiss. So uh, do we have any other evidence of christmas or the holidays at this point other than that uh i don't recall any uh other than the fact that don't they go to the same diner that's in jingle all the way okay that's kind of a stretch (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) i'm trying to think when did the movie come out like what time of year october 20 or 20 1992 okay so october and you think it's a Christmas movie? There but is... just because it came out in October doesn't mean it. That's a good uh, point. When it doesn't Die mean Hard it's not. Yeah, well, Die Hard is in, has a ton of references to Christmas. Ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. Bringing presents on the plane. Keep it coming. Um, he talks about seeing like the kids for Christmas or whatever. Um, this Mighty Ducks, they don't say the word Christmas. They don't say Santa. They say Winter Ice Festival. Yeah. Do you think that was intentional on Disney's part? Like, it mm. it would be shocking if it was to me. Like, it feels like Disney would just be like, "No, we'll just call it fucking Christmas." But it it is odd now that you mention that that they like almost went out of their way to avoid the word Christmas. Well, I think it was more of its its ice sculpture, and so if it's a Christmas festival, it has Christmas elements to it. This does not. So you think this is like in January? So, two things. Die Hard originally came out in July. I just searched Winter Ice Festival, Minnesota, and the 2019 St. Paul Winter Carnival begins on Thursday, January 24th and ends on Saturday, February 2nd. I think we just busted it. We just busted that myth. I have never thought of Mighty Ducks as a Christmas movie. I will agree. And 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 I have a podcast about the Mighty Ducks. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's even more reinforced by the fact that, uh, and maybe it was this this festival that they went to. Um, but yeah, they, I don't think there's a single reference to Christmas. Yeah. I'm trying to think if like Goldberg's deli has like clothes for... hanging down or something well, like that. It might be more of a Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true. That's true. So it doesn't matter. Like the uh, only religious, you know, reference in the movie is Goldberg saying, I hope to be old enough to be, you know, bar mitzvah, mitzvah or bar mitzvah. Not so are bar we mitzvah. saying it's a Hanukkah movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it's more of a Hanukkah movie than it is a Christmas movie. I will say that. Wow, I don't know if I would agree with that, but I will say, yeah, I, I would think say it's a if you're gonna movie. pick a holiday for this movie, I'd say Hanukkah is more appropriate than Christmas. I'm not saying it has anything to do with Hanukkah, <laughs> but it has more to do with Hanukkah. What is than your Christmas. favorite Hanukkah movie? Um, I like the Rugrats special. <laughs> nice. Uh, where they learn nice, about Passover. Nice, nice pull. Um, and I also like, uh, I guess, Eight Crazy Nights. You guys ever see that? The Adam Sandler? No. I just saw, I yeah, saw yeah, part of it. I feel like that was the beginning of the end for Adam Sandler for me. <laughs> the beginning like, of the not, end for... Not because it was a Hanukkah movie, just because <laughs> that, like, that, I, I feel wow. like that line, like, wow, Kevin. is like, the delineates early Adam Sandler from late Adam Sandler. I think the uh, beginning, or the end of Adam Sandler was between Little Nicky and Mr. Deeds. Mr. Mm. Deeds was the I think Miss worst, or that was I, the beginning of the end. I, I, I like okay. Little Nicky. I think Mr. I mean, Deeds I mean, not good. 
I, I think Mr. Deeds has some funny things in it, but it was not a great movie. No, correct. Little Nicky okay. was great all around. <laughs> I also feel like Little Nicky was not great. I know you love Little Nicky. Little Nicky's really Little good. Nicky uh, has some really funny quotes and everything, but I do. I feel like Mr. Deeds can be the the demarcation because. Because it was, being, still was in the same vein as all of his other movies. I was but. excited to see Mr. Deeds when I was like what, 12 or whatever when it came out. Also, What's-Her-Face what's was terrible. Uh, oh, um, oh, shit. She's, the one, she's in Stranger Things. Uh, Winona Ryder. Yeah, she was bad. She was bad. Um, I remember being the excited was to great. see it because I liked Little Nicky, liked the Waterboy, I liked everything. I was down. Seeing it, I mean like... That wasn't good. And that was like the first time I went to the movies and been like, I just saw a movie that I didn't like. That is the same. I had the same experience with Mr. D. Really? It was me and one of my friends and there was no one else in the theater. And we <laughs> saw Mr. Deeds, and I left thinking like, oh, that's what it's like when people don't like movies. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I don't even know if I saw Mr. Deeds in the theater, so I can't speak to that. And I haven't seen it in a long time either. But is there a movie from your... I well, I'll say childhood from you know when you were conscious to twelve or thirteen. Um, that you remember thinking, "Oh, this movie's awesome," and then you saw it again later as an adult, and you were like, "What the hell was wrong with me? That movie was terrible." Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't think so. Like, there's really? definitely a nostalgic feel to them all where i just like i just settle in and just like forgive all its flaws because it takes me back to the day i feel like tommy has to have one i think blank check oh no oh we watched blank check the other day it was awesome (laughs) maybe i gotta give it like a third try (laughs) it is a terrible like there are a lot of weird moments like where like she's kissing him and stuff it's like it's very weird there's some definite things that would never happen now like they took some liberties with that but it's, I don't know. I feel like that one's still fun enough that it's... I don't think it holds up. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> also, a million dollars would never go that far, but... I mean, I figured he was just leasing everything. Yeah. You, you, you <laughs> lease a water slide? Why not? If you got enough money, you can lease anything. <laughs> I guess that's true. My, so I have two. Okay. One of them maybe not doesn't fall in like the terrible category, but I remember when we saw it, I thought... Um, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I watch it now, and I'm like, "This is dumb." Like, this oh is no, stupid. I disagree. It's still funny. But okay, that and that one, like I said, didn't quite reach that level. But uh, my freshman year of college, we we were, I think we were like moving in or whatever, and uh, Batman and Robin was on TBS. <laughs> oh, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, I love this movie!" And we sat there and watched it, and was like, "Oh my god, this is." Quite possibly one of the worst movies ever made. That's a really good example. Because I remember seeing so it in theaters and being like, this is fun. Like, and then- Arnold Schwarzenegger is next level terrible in that. <laughs> it's time for you to chill. Like, all, all his lines are terrible. We'll kill He's- the dinosaurs. <laughs> the Ice Age. <laughs> all right. We're way off time. <laughs> Thanks for the question, though. Yeah, I, good I'm, question. Send us down memory man. lane. Yeah. A lot of uh, some. We did solve it though. We solved the question. Yeah, some semi hot takes from Tommy though. About... I, I, I have a question though, kind of building off of this quiet question. Sorry to prolong the episode if anyone's still listening. Um, <laughs> sports movies as Christmas movies. Can you guys think of any? Uh, mm. There have there have to be some. 
Um, mm. Man. It's, I it, I, th- I feel like the problem is the, the timing. Like... Yeah, I mean... I, it has to be a football movie. It has to be a high football school football movie, or right? Or like... Mm. Yeah, unless you have like a mid-season no. tournament or was something. Was there like a for... remember the Titan? Was there any references to Christmas no, in that? I don't no. think so. And I mean, all high school football's done before Christmas. Um, but that's the only sport that would like coincide. Unless with... you have like a youth basketball movie or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like a youth volleyball movie. I don't know. I can't think of any offhand, but I'm I'm sure our Quackalites might have. Yeah, some. we'll just put it out to the Quackalites. Maybe there's like. One that's played in like the southern hemisphere, like cricket I, or rugby. I do remember there was a Christmas tournament. I don't know if they explicitly refer to it as a Christmas tournament in Coach Carter. Oh, uh, is also that where they a like terrible movie? Yeah, and the then hotel. they go out and party, yeah, 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 and then they all get suspended or whatever. Is Coach Carter a Christmas movie? Is that what we're gonna? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, why not? All right, all right. So Tommy has said that the Mighty Ducks is more of a Hanukkah movie than a Christmas movie, and that Coach Carter is a Christmas movie. In the blind side, they sent a Christmas card. Yeah. Christmas movie. Throw it <laughs> on there. All right. Some hot takes there that you can uh, try to cool down if you're willing to jump into the fire there. Wait, 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 wait. Remember the Titans. Doesn't Julius go over to uh, Bertier's house for Christmas and hug his mom on the porch? No, that was just to hang out. No, 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 no. Are you sure? Yeah. Doesn't he go over there twice? Like the first time she's like, who's this kid? No, no, no. And he then... was. I feel like no, he goes Bertier over there twice. was going to go play basketball with Big Julius and said he had to go to church with his mom. And then like later uh, in the season is when he goes. Are, you sure, are we sure that wasn't Christmas time? I, Maybe Thanksgiving time? I, I don't no. think. Maybe Thanksgiving. Maybe yeah. Thanksgiving time. But, yeah. I guess Christmas wouldn't have made sense in that timeline. Yeah. It was definitely cold because there were long sleeves yeah. in like the championship yeah. game. I, I feel like I remember there being like lights or decorations or something. But I just that's just flashing in my mind. I guess we can stop talking about this now. Yeah. Ooh, interestingly enough. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, this book ends. Hey, it's the last right. episode of the year, man. Right. Or the last, you know, legit episode. In the movie, year. The Rookie. Uh-huh. Whenever, like, um, little Jimmy Morris moves to this, like, Texas town, he's, like, looking around the store, whatever, like, for baseball stuff. Yeah. And they're playing Chestnuts Roasting on Open Fire. And uh. one of the guys goes, isn't it a little early to be playing this song? He goes, like, what are you talking about? It's, like, 2 p.m. He's, like, it's July. He's like, no, it's just a good song. Play it year round. Mm. So Christmas I, movie. <laughs> if I, so fact, though, Christmas movie. That is like my favorite song ever. So Chestnuts uh, Roasting My Open Fire. Well, it's called the Christmas song. But, oh. Yeah. Okay. Matt King Cole, baby. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We've stretched this long enough <laughs> for us. The Quackdeck.com. <laughs> At Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Pod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us whether the Mighty Ducks is a Hanukkah movie or a Christmas movie. Go to the shop. Get some last-minute shopping done. We've had a lot of action on there recently. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I, I today bought my friend's, yeah. uh, my m- one of my best friends, his uh, newborn baby, the Quackalite Starter Kit. Yes. Which is uh, a little baby jumper. Uh, a baby T-shirt and uh, and maybe a baby hoodie. I think. Uh, you got the baby bodysuit and then body a ba- two baby the quack light baby T-shirt, the politician, which was make America quack again, uh, the bodysuit and the cake eater yeah. baby T-shirt. Yeah. So, so 
you know, yeah, I know lots of you have friends out there that are having babies that, you know, yeah. we, we got to get them hooked young. Yeah. You know? Build the generation. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right. For non-apparel shopping, click through our link to Amazon. Order everything there. We get a little cut. Doesn't cost you extra. Helps us out. Appreciate it. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>